<laughs> I just hit record. Yeah. Are we ready to go? Uh, sure. I mean, do we do need... you record when I um, exhale the beverage? No, I, I hit record while you were drinking in the middle. And awesome. so you put... <sighs> so, so you got the whole thing. Yes. Well, welcome, yes. everyone. Welcome to the Reader and Writing Show. Stay hydrated, folks. Yeah, and I'm really hyper It's hot out there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> It is. I mean, it is. I'm super hyper conscious to the fact that my head is taking up almost all the space on your, this uh, video. It's your imagination. Because, no, it's not. I mean, it's your podcast, so. So my in real life, my head is not three times the size of my body like it looks right now. But That's, I shall. Uh... I digress. Anyway, we've been on hiatus because. <laughs> Ryan kicked me off the show, and he couldn't find another person named Rita. So the uh, uh, he no, that's uh, I can't kick you off your show. <laughs> yes, you can. No, this is this is your show. I'm just here for the. I'm just long for the ride. So yeah, I think we've had this is it's been three weeks or two weeks or since yeah. our last taping. Yeah, something something like that. So we like, took our summer uh, break. We, yes, we took, we took our, our summer break. One week I I forgot. Another week you had work stuff, and yeah. then another week I think we both kind of forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's the end of the summer. Tot, we're tired. I I thought the the better narrative would have been you kicked me off the show. No, but. Ryan can never tell a lie. Oh, I mean, I can if I have a reason to. <laughs> okay, so since this is... But the truth story, is much more interesting. Yes, the truth is much more interesting story. Yeah, we flaked. Yeah, it's... Uh, I had to work. We thought Mondays would be great, but Mondays are not turning out to be great. No, it's then it's better for the fact yeah. that I have more energy. Like, because uh, when we were doing the ones on Saturday, I, you know, I had no no energy because okay. i'm exhausted and because so you work all day yeah uh manual labor stuff and so i'm like yeah. so like me and the audience hadn't heard that tell us all about that right yeah the uh digging ditches and the uh oh man there was a, a couple of hay. one of the weeks when we weren't here like i was doing insulation for like a week and a half like Here's that's i don't know if you've if you've done the that the rolly one or the the, you get to blow it into the walls. You do the roll. Oh the, no! It's, well, you know. it's it's not. It's like the roll ones, but it's already like laid out sheets. It's like nine foot sheets that are oh, folded in half. Did you and, wear a hazmat suit? Because that stuff is itchy if you get. Oh yeah, skin. yeah. Basically, I had one of those painter outfits, uh, okay. and then I, you know, bandanas around around my uh, face and uh, your long Jesus hair. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Hair pulled back in a ponytail. The, no man uh, bun on the work site for you. You got to play it. <laughs> the uh, no, that's just for uh, that's for just around the home, that's around the apartment. <laughs> I don't need a I don't need a bouncing ponytail in my. Uh... No, actually, okay. I don't notice the ponytail because I wear a bandana over my head, and so like I I wouldn't I'd have more trouble with a bandana. Uh, so it's, you, then with you a man bun. Do you have the your hair in the ponytail and then the bandana, or do you have your hair long? It's I tried to do a ponytail and then I put a bandana on. Oh, got it. Sort of, yeah. 
And then so you're ready uh, to ride a Harley. Looks like it. The uh, it it right. it uh, I I dress. I get on that Harley, I'm gonna roll some. Put my hair <laughs> back. <laughs> and uh, roll some insulation. Right, but if I'm at home, I do the kind of pull over half ass attempt at a man bun. Um, if my hair is not, usually it it'll be down, but sometimes I'll pull it back in a in a little half ass man bun just because I don't want the uh, ponytail bobbing around. Well, can I change the subject completely? Not that I don't want to talk about your hair anymore. Sure, go for it. <laughs> so something weird happened this morning. I was in Nevada visiting my dad. And so I go for... You were abducted two, by aliens. Well, that was last weekend. But, so I leave really early Saturday morning because it's a three and a half, four hour drive. So I leave between 5.30 and 6 a.m. And then I'm there to have breakfast and visit. And then I'll stay until early Monday morning. So I leave at seven. Now, where my dad lives, you take a freeway exit on the Sparks and Reno side of Nevada, you take the exit and it's nine and a half miles to the housing development. You know, these big, long, long, long roads. You take the exit and it says nine and 9.7 miles, take a left. So the reason that's important is, so I leave this morning and I don't know about you, but if you ever think while you're driving, like you'll think, oh, I have this great idea. I've got this brilliant plan. I've got these things to do. And you start to organize it in your brain. Well, sometimes without knowing it, I'm actually having those conversations out loud while I'm driving. I did not realize it until right before you. So here we're nine miles going, you know. You didn't realize someone was in the car with you? Yeah. No, no. There was no one in the car. But. Right before the freeway entrance, I'm at a red light. I hear honk, honk, honk. I look over to my left, and a guy's signaling for me to turn, roll, roll down the window, roll down your window. So I'm like, what? He's like, are you, were you on the phone for the last 15 minutes? I said, what? No, no, no. He's like, who are you talking to? And I, it was so random. Harvey. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> rolled up the window and the light went green and I left. And so here's the thing. I was talking out loud to myself and then I proceeded to do it for the next three and a half hours. Talking about work stuff, talking about business plans. So this afternoon or no, later in the morning when I got home and I texted you to say, are we on for tonight? Good to go. Let's make a plan for seven. I thought, what, around four o'clock, I thought, you know what? I'm just getting a little sleepy. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna set my alarm and take a, a quick nap. And then I thought to myself, when I woke up late <laughs> and had to say, I'm gonna be ten minutes late because I woke up late for my nap. I'm wondering if the fact that I talked to myself for four and a half hours straight while driving, if that increases the chance of my sleepiness. Uh, I don't know. But I also have no problems believing that you talked to yourself out loud for four and a half hours. It's not a lie. 
Sometimes I'll go, the, oh, and sometimes, so I'll turn the music on and, oh, that totally inspired me. I want to use that. I want to, that tag is something I could do, tag, tag around of the song or key part of the song. That's a great um, segment for a short presentation. And so I'll start talking about it because when I say it out loud, then it helps my muscle memory. So then I'll remember it because I can't write while I'm driving. I but, I would okay, practice. I used to actually uh, practice music mm-hmm. while I was driving um, because when I was, you know, touring and, you know, playing shows every week as, uh, you know, a rapper, I I would use my time while I was driving, you know, because it was, you know, typically 20 minutes at least to get wherever uh, to a half an hour. And so I would uh, practice my sets like every single day. Uh, and so I would have the instrumentals playing in my car cranked up real loud. And I yeah. would uh, I would that. So that's what I would often used to uh, do. No, it's a good time. I mean, of course, it. Yeah, because there because what happens is when you get on the road, it the GPS says for the next 147 miles, stay on this road, right? You're just going on the road and it's safety. I mean, I'm watching everything I'm doing. It's just and so in between I would listen to a little music. But so my question for you, Ryan, on a scale from weird to crazy person. Can I be the only person that talks out loud to myself in the car? No. No, probably not. But what do you think? Is it weird or crazy person? If you saw a woman dropping down the road, yeah, nah, 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 and another thing. I definitely would not uh, be rolling down the window <laughs> trying to get your attention. <laughs> I'm not trying to get stabbed. All of a sudden, I know. No, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that's Rita. <laughs> I'm not going to bother her right in the middle of her own conversation with herself. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I, I thought uh, oh. I thought you were going to be like, the guy asked me to roll down the window. He's like, hey, are you Rita from the Rita and Ryan podcast? Yeah, well, with our four followers on Twitter, yeah. I don't think we've gotten that. Oh, we start, got four you know, followers on Twitter? That's cool. Well, two of them are us. Yeah, which means two are somebody else. <laughs> I thought we only had, I thought there was only three. No, we have four followers and we're following them too. So it's, wait, no, no, it's always been four and four. Every time I look at it, I laugh because we haven't really promoted it that much, but we will. I can log into the uh, religious detox Twitter and follow us. I need to, I'll do that. There you go. And yeah, I I could set up a bunch of bots. We could bot ourselves. Mm-hmm. We could be have the read and read and rhyme bots. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I do on Facebook because I have like fourteen different fucking pages, and so uh, I post everything on all of my different all the different pages I have access to, whether it has anything to do with that page or not. I I post it. Uh, like I'll but go through. I, you and I are hooked up because every time you post something, I get a notification for it that's good that means hopefully other hopefully you're hopefully other people are getting it as well the uh can't tell money wise because nobody's buying anything but uh so not much has gone on in the last three weeks since we last talked i don't feel like it's been three weeks maybe it's been two but maybe it has been three because we didn't miss well there's five weeks in august so i don't think we missed the whole month of august yeah I don't know. I think it was. I think it's two. 
So what have you been up to? Ah, same thing. Work and uh, home, which is just how, maintaining. How clean, yeah. How cleans your apartment? How's eh, the dust? It's okay. It's uh, it, on a scale of uh, really clean to to gross is uh, it's not bad. Could be a little better, but not not bad. That's good. I saw a thing of what was it? I saw a YouTube thing about men talking about women. I I don't remember who it was. Oh, women's bathrooms was. are the worst. Well, it was all about. And I, I, it might be even somebody I know, we know, I don't know, but it was about if you invite a woman over to stay with you for the night, don't, to your house, your home, mess it up on purpose and see if she'll help clean it up. That's how you know it's a good woman. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, yeah, for guys, so to go. So on purpose, you know, you leave socks around or you leave a couple of dishes in the sink and then see if a lot of after dudes the, apartments are right? like that anyway. I, I well to go, yeah, it's like to purposely do it. But so I don't have enough room to do any of that. Like uh So I guess that that's the thing is to go, you got the loving and now she's cleaning up after you. That's th- that's kind of like a measurement of she is she a keeper or not. But I've never felt compelled to even to clean. It's always had to be by obligation. That's just funny to me. It's like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be chosen. Yeah. Like, like yeah, your your socks are on the floor. They're gonna live there until you pick them up. Not because I can't do it. It's just that I'm not compelled to. I just don't see where that would. I, I get where it would make a man happy, but and I, it's not that I wouldn't want to make him happy. I would rather do something else. Who wants to pick up socks? Right. Or, but if it's, it's like a test. So that's the whole thing. That's what's funny about it. It's a test to say purposely mess it up, like live in clean quarters. But if she's coming over so you can test to see, would she be willing to clean your dishes and your pick up your socks or whatever? I'm just adding socks, just mess it up a little bit. And then you can see, oh, that's a good one because she just feels compelled to do it. And it's funny because I just thought, oh, that that's one way to look for a woman. Yeah. My grandfather, um, well, my step grandfather, my my father's mother was married like four times, and this was the third. She outlived them all. She outlived them all. But he said the way they picked wives in his day, it was who could peel the potato skin the thinnest was that a euphemism nope that was what it was <laughs> there were farmers everybody was incredibly poor and it was you know the the girl the young girl because they were young then a hundred years ago <laughs> but i was always fascinated by that to go they yeah, only lived to be 24 right <laughs> but it's so true it's that how we change and evolve as a society of what the measurement between men and women are it just seems to be a lot right now kind of in what i see on youtube or a lot of the conversation about 
what they call the manosphere or this red pill. Or the test that I used to do, uh, I don't remember what movie I got it from, but uh, when you're when you pick up uh, when you pick up a lady for a date, um, lock. Make sure your car is locked, and on the way back, open their door and unlock it, and then walk around. And if uh, she unlocks your door for you, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I saw the, that somewhere uh, too. Yeah, I don't remember what movie I got it. I got it from a movie. Um, that's right. I, I vaguely remember the so, movie. It's like, and then when the part came to the, the right girl in the car and she leans yeah. over and she opens it. Yeah. And like, funny thing is, uh, more, uh, more, more ladies, uh, opened it, like unlocked it than didn't. Well, you're a nice guy. You know? So that was, uh, well, that's so, the amazing thing. And I don't think it's ever going to change. Men and women are so different and their experiences are so different it doesn't change per generation. It's just what's around us changes, but it's it's very difficult because nobody can see into the future. No one can read minds and men during a certain um, age point, especially when they're young, they're not looking, they're looking, living for today and they're looking for beautiful women and young women are looking for a lifetime partner <laughs> so and no one can say that out loud a guy can't say listen i just want to um, yeah. hug and kiss you and she's not going to say i'm looking to see if your husband and father material so it, it's always going to be like that yeah but, it's hard but, but yeah but now but my, the, uh, yeah what? yeah i've uh whoop air conditioner yeah no no but last night i did see a cricket like i uh i saw a bu- something moving across the floor and i was like fuck a roach and uh and i looked and i was like oh it's a cricket yeah. and uh and so i was like oh i don't have to kill this one <laughs> so i uh, put a plate over it and a piece of paper under it and and freed him and and set it free outside so he could go uh chirp chirp in the in the night yeah crickets close up are kind of weird looking yeah yeah they look a little roachy and they're, a little praying uh, mantis like praying mantis roachy they're they're like uh kind of gnarly looking grasshoppers yes exactly so they're I, like and they're some, like small yeah. gnarly grasshoppers and out in this hot state and this is their time especially if you've got nice garden around you or you know, I wish I had a anything. nice garden around me. <laughs> but <laughs> I live right on a major street. You uh, don't have grass? Do you have grass and trees no, around your place now? No, no it's all in the concrete. Like, in the yeah. concrete. There's uh, so he's really lost. But but the but the weird thing is, I, I mean, there's a patch of yeah. grass in front of the apartment next to mine. Okay, well, so, he probably well, where'd you let him go out? Just back out into the concrete? I just opened the door and. Say you goodbye. Know. Yeah, whipped him in the wind. He's uh, got an exoskeleton. He'll be okay when he lands. It's true. <laughs> it is. I love though. That's the thing is that uh, insects with exo- exoskeletons are super gross to look at or have on their fleas, roaches, crickets, um, but they're really cool to uh study in depth mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that it's, you know, uh, that's why they're easy to kill. Uh, certain like things. Uh, crabs and lobsters are. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't eat I don't eat lobster. And Just like because the, Well, uh, I think I have like a shellfish allergy. Like I get. Uh, well, that's good. You shouldn't eat them. Yeah, it, it's not. I don't know. It's weird because I get it like food poisoning symptoms mm. when I eat it. Don't do that. Don't eat that. Yeah, it's, no, I don't want to because the next couple hours aren't fun at all. Well, that's good. <laughs> They're very bad. Again, that's all we need to know. But yeah. I'm happy I don't have that problem because I love lobster and shrimp and you like shrimp. shrimp that shrimp's the main one that that that's the uh i've had like where you can uh put lobster and shredded crab on top of sushi rolls and stuff oh i wouldn't know <laughs> i don't know so when i eat sushi me, i don't know what i'm eating that reminds me it was so funny my dad mentioned it that subway got in trouble for not having real tuna in their tuna fish oh yeah it's unknown material fishy fish right yeah but and my dad's like and see and this is weird i have this weird thing to say there's two sandwiches i would never buy on the outside of the house egg Tuna's salad one of them. and tuna yeah because it just seems ridiculous to pay eight nine bucks for a sandwich that you could make 10 sandwiches for eight nine bucks with a couple cans some mayo and you know but it's also a, it's a hit or miss because soon it can get funky. Well, and, yeah, I don't necessarily expect most fast food for the meats to actually be what they say the meats are. Or I think that yeah, they're in trouble because they say that it's fresh, but it's all processed. Yeah, right? and, and so, I mean, isn't there like aren't the McDonald's burgers? Isn't there a lot of like questionable material in their hamburgers yeah. lots of sugar lots of salt yeah well uh yeah that that's one of the things that i recently learned about mcdonald's is that their uh like their burgers are all cooked with sugar <laughs> as well Wait, as their bun did you ever see the documentary supersize me no i know that, you're from fam- yeah. i'm familiar with it but i was like i i know like duh I don't need to watch well, I, the I movie about yeah, it. Yeah, what I didn't know was the salads, how much sugar was put in the salads. So that was interesting. And then, you know, the but and then the yeah, it's just and and I, I it was so when I was I think it was 18 and I went to a, a business seminar and it was about a guy did a whole big thing about, you know, cost analysis and if you're consistent but he used McDonald's as an example. And I'll never forget it. It was so surprising for me. And he said, it's a mediocre pri- product at a mediocre price. Because no one's going to say McDonald's makes the best hamburgers in the world. People will say, I love the fries. But if you watch Super Size Meat, you will wonder what, what's in those fries. Because yeah, sugar. <laughs> well, not only that, but, but they did a test at the end that there's so many preservatives in the bread, in the meat that and in the fries that they put them in bottles and and tried to do the fast time the time lapse they speeded it up and it's kind of like 
that was hard for the bun to mold. Just they put like regular food, like you, you know, that but it but the french fries look pristine after like two weeks. Where you know, a regular potato would be brown and yeah, and moldy in a few days, right? And so that's the that's the thing, the the preservative part of it. It's like, what in the heck? Because you think they're just fries, but anyway, there's and yet people still shovel money into companies that hate them. What do you mean? Like McDonald's doesn't care about you if they're pumping that crap in everyone across the world's bodies. And, and you know, they don't care about what it's doing to people about, you know, the diabetes and, you know, I think though, uh, don't you think though 50, 60 years ago, that it was real food. Yes, I think six years there... ago it was real food. It, it's been over that like the original concept was real meat, real bread, real cheese, real um because we didn't have com- you know chemical companies making all of these preservatives. And then over time it's like, how can we do it faster, cheaper? Yeah, it's because these companies don't actually care about you. <laughs> they just want to make money and we keep and we keep giving it to them. But that's it's that's really interesting comment because I don't yeah, it's like is that no one ever considered years ago of the moral I mean look at cigarette companies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of these companies pay off uh scientific research studies. Like yeah, I mean you can look right, at yeah. the sugar industry and the tobacco industry, like there are I don't have any of these documents in front of me, right. but they are out there. If you want to actually look at it, look look at it. There are people who could explain it much better than I can. Well, uh, I can, yeah, about I can tell court, you that, actual yeah. court cases and and, uh, and things like that. Uh, and that's one of the things that is so baffling with with talking to uh, I don't know. I guess normal people or or whatever. It's that they like to forget the details for all of these things like no one no one looks into everything that i mean i don't even look into it that much and i know partially because i know what's beneath the surface and it'll just drive me nuts like looking into like i know there's all kinds of shady things put into every single bill on top of what the bill is actually about and so you think you're passing one thing but you're actually passing and and so it's the same way with all of these the companies like the sugar industry and the tobacco industry like there are actual court cases and documents and things that you can read and look up Absolutely. and and no one everyone seems to have such short memories about these things like well, they're so right. busy that- hitting the pleasure button like the mice and those experiments that they're not wanting well, that, right i think too that that especially people my age who's who experience when my mother told the stories that in the late 60s and 70s the doctors were recommending smoking for small birth weights i remember being a little kid you people smoked everywhere oh yeah movies in restaurants in the i remember seeing the grocery stores somebody would be shopping, smoking. You can't even imagine. You could since, smoke on airplanes yeah. up, I think, yeah. until the mid eighties. In the hospital, could smoke in the hospital. There's a picture of my dad with my brother, and it was in New York State, um, sitting because in those days 
the husbands didn't go into the delivery room. They came in afterwards, yeah. right? Smoking yeah, there was big, still. I still remember smoking big. up into the eighties and nineties, like right. especially in Kentucky, where tobacco is where you know because well, it was so funny. California was one of the first states to become super restrictive with no smoking anywhere, yep. and then. Uh, because remember the restaurant Kentucky was a, one of the last <laughs> right but remember the smoking section non-smoking section right because yep. people don't smoke they get to all that stuff so funny so being so used to it and then I was in my mid-20s and I had to go to a meeting in Texas and it was so bizarre because you get so you know um used to it saying because because it was so significant the cutoff first it was the bars then it was the restaurants and then it was, you can't smoke anywhere because <laughs> everything was a zone, right? So, and the only place people can smoke is way out on the curb somewhere. But the um, the thing is going to Texas and then going into, I think I was going to breakfast at a Denny's and they asked me, do you want smoking or non-smoking? And I cracked up going, oh, they still have choices here, right? But then sitting in, I just sat in the non-smoking, but it was just as smoky because all they do is put in fans, right? It's like, it just means that someone's not sitting directly next to you smoking. But it was, it's so funny that we're kind of kidding ourselves with um, smoking and non-smoking. But my, my thing is that my mother smoking to, uh, for, based on a doctor's freaking recommendation, then of course she's addicted to it. Then she has um, lung related illnesses in her fifties. Then it's her fault for not being able to quit this addiction then and i went to all these classes with her learned there's like two two thousand um uh, chemicals and part ingredient ingredient or something like that it's all geared to go to the brain towards that addiction and uh cigarettes are really bad so yep. but this whole i just looking back and then my mother actually died of the copd smoking related illness that's what that's what killed her and that's what's getting my dad there is a there's a an article i read and then i went to it there's a like a little museum of all these old advertisements and they've had they've been advertising doctors have been were advertising medical association chesterfields camels um salem's oh, oh there you go right that yep. the more dark doctor's choice <laughs> more doctor doctor smoke camel than any other cigarette right all those exactly see those and then what i can't tell some are really old so were they in the 40s were they in the 50s viceroys because cigarettes i haven't even heard of yeah now scientific on evidence on the effects of smoking chesterfield right. is the best for you right so like so then and and i would say that during that time, people didn't know better. My parents weren't educated like we are now. They didn't have, you know, uh, you know, all the information at their fingertips. But look at all that. Look at all that, right? So, yep. But what's so we know it's highly, highly, highly addictive. We know that all the way up into super oversold. Everybody and their brother smoked. Everybody in the movies smoked during those times. Remember the twenties, thirties, forties. Everybody smoked. TV shows. Right. Then it was the 60s and 70s. The, the tobacco companies were starting to get dinged because all of a sudden high levels of lung cancer, lung cancer, lung cancer. And then the behind the scenes of a big company 
Um, and that's what happened is the tobacco companies got um, a little too smart or cute and uh, tried to hide it. And then that's when the whistleblowers or whoever said, yeah, they knew the whole time how addictive it was. They knew people are dying of lung cancer left and right, even though they kept denying it. My thing was, is that watching my mom and my dad go through treatment after treatment in terms of um, our medical facility, of course, they always said, well, the reason why you have trouble breathing or you have bronchitis or asthma related is because you smoked for 30 or 40 years and you just have to have this or the, they'd say, we'll put you on antidepressants or all these different things. And my thing is that you just look back in time to go, look at if a doctor is telling you that this is a way for women to have low birth weights, a highly addictive substance. They weren't lying though. Right. <laughs> like right? it will, it will help right. you lose weight. Right. Then fast forward. And then all of a sudden now you're sick from all this, these years of this addictive smoking. And now it's your fault. You don't have the willpower to quit. And so that, and that, that's it's, so much, it's yeah. not just that it's bad for you. It's that they put, uh, extra things in it that make That's it more I mean. addictive. Yeah. It, and it's say, not right. just the tobacco and nicotine itself right. because um, uh, nicotine also does have its benefits outside yeah. of tobacco, like cognitive right. uh, be- benefits, but they put extra things in it that make it much worse for you than yeah. if you're just smoking right. uh but like I said, look at it. smoking was so glamorous until it wasn't. And then everything is anti-smoking. You shouldn't smoke. And now we're going to control the vaping and all that crazy stuff. My, my thing is that from a personal point of view, kind of going back to what you said before, watching this whole cycle, being old enough to know and hear the stories of saying, my doctor recommended I smoke. So, you know, because my parents are going to have a lot of kids. The they used to the use leeches. Right, right. <laughs> but but the thing is that to go, watching them struggle with trying to quit seemed like all the time. Right. And then the ups and downs and the failure kind of thing. And then now, you know, as we know, my dad's got lung cancer. Not good. Not good. And of course, they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, your lungs are just terrible. Is he still smoking? But, no. But That's good. The, yeah, you know, yeah, so that is good. But it's a, it's just that thing of going, and I'm, I'm not going to use my dad. No, I don't think he was swayed by, he said he started smoking when he was 10. So that's all, that's just being the, one of the cool kids, I guess in yeah. 1945, I suppose, out on the farm. But for my mom, I, I think that people that that have no voice in terms of family members who watch a, a parent struggle with the side effects of 50 years of smoking. Um, nobody, nobody cares what we have to say to go or, or to be to me to go, or when I question things um, for the medical association, I'm going, yeah, now, you know, we hear the food chart was upside down. So we're fatter because we're eating more sugar. You know, we should have been eating less carbs, less sugar, we got, you know, 30% of people diabetic and different in the types of carbs. Right. Cause right. So, but I also, on one hand, I get to say, um, okay, I'm glad somebody finally admitted it, that it was just all projections based on whatever, but, um, now it's good. It's good. I know that because 
it, that's all everything's ever been. We're making these recommendations based on a bunch of people thinking, and they maybe, you know, they're highly educated, but yeah. who you know, uh, so, follow yeah. the money, who funds the, <clears throat> who funds the research. Right. That yeah. is, uh, and, but getting back to the business and the moral thing is that but still, no matter what, you know what, tobacco companies don't have to have a moral code. It's a business. Once they found out, see, my thing is once they found out, but the people, that, but the people that operate it should have a moral code. I would say my opinion is the minute they said, oh, ding, 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 this is killing people. Here's your, here it is. That's when, that's when the moral code comes in to go, okay, you know what? We don't want to have that. So where the moral issue is, is when you hide it and fight it and say, no, 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 no. We are totally unaware that this is killing people left and right. And we don't think uh, copious amounts of lung cancer throughout everybody who smokes is, or all these smoking-related diseases are smoking-related, and then they fight it, fight it, fight it until they have to say, you knew all along kind of thing. But that's where I, that's my personality, where I think their moral code come in. Because you you and I could create a product and we would have no idea that it was dangerous until it was dangerous, right? Yeah, and yeah. then you so, stop. <laughs> Then you stop, right? Then you say, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry." But and it's use a, what you learned, right? right. To make something that, else right. that hopefully that doesn't kill where, people. That's where cynicism comes in, where you just go, "We're on our own, people," <laughs> because you know, because but but again, that, that's what's so interesting right now, in just in the last five to ten years, so many things are wrong, and no one's being held accountable for it. But I mean, really big shifts in how we do things. Oh, you know, some. Yeah, that's why. So overregulated. That's why the people on the boards for these companies should be held responsible for Mm -hmm. the actions of the. Because no, the company isn't in itself isn't evil. It's just a. It's just a thing. But there are living, breathing people that move the pieces around for that entity and they should be held responsible right well we we're in a state we're in a state that um yeah just you know uh, and like warner brothers and disney is funding gavin newsom like i didn't think that uh i didn't I, i thought it was bad form for companies like that to fund a political candidate are they funding him or are they? Yeah, yeah, they're well? paying for a lot of the. Uh, 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 they've been donating in some way, shape, or form to uh, yeah. Gavin Newsom the the no to recall, block the recall, recall and for his reelection. That's isn't that going to be really interesting because that's almost yeah. over with, right? We we have to have our ballots in by a certain time. I yeah but, I guess yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's yeah. super interesting. The because uh, it could right. it could really go either way. Right. That's when I saw the thing come back that it was like forty eight to forty nine percent. Yeah, because right. the people that support Newsom probably aren't going to go vote. Well, and the people, and who, then there right. are probably people more people that are mad at him that will go vote that weren't polled, and so it. It's going to be very interesting. I'm, I will uh, tell you the recall has been going on since he got into office, though. And it was weird because I was down south. I was in Rancho Santa Margarita. 
down in Southern California. I thought you were going to say Rancho Cucamonga. No, but I could have. That's over here by California. me. Right. And right. So but Santa Margarita, nice little suburb. Up in the, I don't know which part of it. It's out, out, outside of LA. Um, it's a sales event. It was at a strip mall, really fancy strip mall. And <laughs> I thought you were going to say, is that a strip club? No. A pretty high end strip club. What was happening is, I was working with a client, and a bunch of people kept coming up to this address out in front and saying, is this the uh, Newsome recall um, area? The, so, like 100 people over the course of an hour kept coming, driving the parking lot, coming up saying this is the address we were given. So somehow they got a, the wrong address, but a lot of people did. I don't know if it was posted online. I remember thinking that going, this has been going on since the beginning. So the fact that it got this far and it's not, and that's what's going to be interesting. It's not just, you know, he keeps saying, oh, the Republicans is that, and that's where what's so Yeah, there are all of the out. commercials that play down here are like, Evil Republicans are yes. spreading propaganda well, about for, Gavin Newsom. Right. I'm like, is there an option in there about him just being a bad governor? <laughs> like, well, no. And the, the funny part, though, speaking as I mean, yeah, the evil Republicans, someone stop them. Right. Stop, but, stop the evil Republicans. But maybe he's just a bad governor. There, There's well, that option, too. Right. And so the, I saw something someone said, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, if you vote out, you know, Newsom, California is going to become Texas now, which makes me crazy because if anybody understands basic civics, just replacing the governor doesn't change the house, you know, and, and no, just it doesn't change politics. any right. of that, any of the other actual of, laws, of none right. of the <laughs> right. city and local people that keep LA a right. fucking dump. Uh, <laughs> like it's <laughs> not going to like all that would happen. Cause that's happened in a bunch of different States where super majority Democrat, um state yeah, house yeah not it's much is gonna change you know, guys right? so relax say, we want a republican in as the governor and what you see for two to four years is the governor completely vetoing everything they say and then he you know and then the vetoing him that's what would happen you'd have to have a huge movement of but the little secret that most people don't see because they get their news how else can they get their news? But people who live here, I will I will say this until it's not true for me anymore. The people are generally in the center, a little to the right, a little to the left. There were, you know, out of 40 million people, it's like the loudmouth CC on TV and a lot of the, the people in higher positions that are to the extreme. So this whole weird thing about turning us Texas, because, but I think that's where well, it's because everyone's it's, listening to the Twitter population, which right. is virtually no right. one. But that what people who don't live here, those fires, the fires that took over towns that, and this is what, so fire completely wipes out of town. Um, and then it hit Santa Rosa. This was last year, year and a half ago. And then PG&E is uh, found guilty and they plead guilty to the deaths because it was maintenance. It was inefficient maintenance on their transmitters, causing a fire that completely burned down a town, a town, an entire town in California. So that's devastating. And so somebody's got to make changes and we all can say that. But instead of saying, okay, they're going to be held accountable. A company can't go to jail. 
Um, they're not going to hold people who made those decisions not to maintain the transmitters and cause the sparks in the middle of a dry forest. No one is going to be um, held accountable for not keeping the forest swept and maintained because they go up so quickly with the fires because the environmental, um, some of the environmental groups say, let it just go and burn, but we live in the middle of these forests. So that's one thing. But then for the next six months for the governor to say, this was all climate related, when in fact, you can't say to reasonable people, wait, we've just had an entire town and 80 people die from these fires. And we just had a big case where they pled guilty to these deaths. And now it's climate and now they're doing, so I don't, so the consensus is, I, I just think what's happened, normal, I don't care if you're an independent, a Democrat or Republican, something's not right in Dodge. And I think this is the one way to go. It's, it's those fires, the unemployment debacle, because remember California had the biggest amount of fraud that, and, and so we saw report after report, people desperate to get benefits, couldn't even get in, get in through the computer or on the phone lines, and then finding out that billions of dollars went out in fraud. And Newsom keeps coming out on YouTube saying, my bad, my fault, I'm taking responsibility. But then it's just one thing after the other. Now we're in a drought and there's, um, uh, they're talking and the schools being closed. I mean, there's, or the schools just being shut down and, and we've been locked down for a year and a half. There's a lot of reasons to go. It's a, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on that I can see people not just in the middle, not on the extreme on either side going, something's not right. Oh, and let's just take San Francisco where uh, a ton of retailers are absolutely just shutting down their stores because of the crime rate. That and that's not the governor directly. People shitting in the street. Our homelessness is up to almost thirty thousand people in the Bay Area alone, and yours is ridiculous in Southern California. So it, you know, just because we have Hollywood and we have Silicon Valley that generates billions and trillions of dollars doesn't mean it's working for everybody else. So, so yeah, so that, that whole thing about having the studios and major, um, oh, and the other thing too, is that they did a poll, the whole thing when we, sorry, 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 I'm from California. <laughs> and I'm not telling people how to vote either way. I'm just looking at as reasonable person to say, it's not Republicans. I think people who live here are going, we can see with our own eyes and when, when we had those mandates and people in the very beginning, when we were locked down, because our county was one of the very first places to lock down across the country, everyone was like, we can get through this. We can do it. We can do it. And then those pictures surfaced of him and then his, him walking his kids in with no mask to private school while public schools were shut down. I think he, he personifies the do as I say, not as I do. And, um, and so, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I just think, I, I think though, whether he gets it, if it happens or not, I think it, it's going to be a wake up call. Uh, but I imagine the democratic party is pretty nervous right now. Cuomo, sure. Cuomo, super, I mean, New York state. That's what I mean. Something's happening. That's yeah. my opinion. And that's, yep. and I'm yeah, not the, a big political uh, person, but. The, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm, uh, no response. 
No, I want to, like, uh, like you earlier with my hair, I uh, would like to change the topic now. Okay. <laughs> Dude, but but I, I didn't know what else. Uh, the, uh, it's kind of weird, interesting news. I'm into, because uh, uh, I'm into uh, independent artists uh, and, yeah. like, uh, creator-owned content and things like that. Um mm-hmm. And I've been following the comic book industry uh, because Marvel and DC are are just totally imploding. Uh, Like DC's basically canceling everything but Batman. uh, And they're also uh, claiming uh, due to paper shortages and stuff like that coming up soon, they're just not even going to, they're going to be skipping a month or so of actual publishing. Uh, Dear Lord. Just the... uh, Yeah, just the all of the disastrous things that they're doing in the mainstream uh, comics, like to the comic industry. Like on the other hand, um, which I find very interesting, the whole Comicsgate stuff, uh, like the people that they're demonizing, uh, that a lot of the mainstream fans are are demonizing these people as like uh, Yahtzees and istophobes and and just like saying terrible things about a lot of these people that used to work in the uh the mainstream <laughs> industry me. and um you know like uh w- which is crazy like because i mean a lot of these artists i was uh vaguely aware of them and i, I liked their work back in the early 2000s and early to mid 2000s uh you know 2010 ish give or take a few years from there like the uh like Ethan Van Skyver, like the stuff he did with Flash and Green Lantern. I, right. I remember seeing that. I was really into the whole Blackest Night uh, storyline. Um, right. Like uh, Shane Davis, which is actually kind of, well, well, he leads into kind of the whole point of this. Uh, Shane Davis drew Superman uh, in some of the the Red Lantern stuff. And, and I do remember like seeing some of his stuff floating around dc like back in the day and uh so they're two very prominent artists in comic skate and uh and there i mean there's some other names uh but within the last two weeks they've uh there are a couple of guys uh john malin being one of the artists uh he he drew for some marvel stuff i'm not as familiar with his work uh but i think he drew like cable um but anyway these guys are all promoting uh, their comics and raising money through Indiegogo on YouTube. And over the last uh, like month or so, like uh, like uh, John Malin, his campaign for his comic, Godlike, like, so whether you're into comics gate or not, like, or the thing, like the numbers in this are very interesting because he has raised um, 199 or 196 he's almost to two hundred thousand dollars in like the last like 34 35 days uh okay. for his comic uh shane davis uh who just released this uh cat comic book uh, mm-hmm. that was or just fulfilled this cat comic book that he raised money for last year and he's got a new campaign um about these like monster fighters like they're monsters but they do these like cage match fightings and they also cool. protect the city like yeah it's a really cool con- concept and and shane launched his uh comic this weekend and he's already at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. well don't like, you think so ryan that's what's really happening here and that's what we're taking it, advantage of 
like the comics gate community whether you hate like because most people hate them and whether you like them whatever your opinions on them you can't like they have for the comics that they have been putting out they have raised several million dollars why do they call it comics gate is it like the gamergate thing yeah it's it's like the gamergate thing people separating Uh, going like i'm not taking this anymore right i'm just gonna go on my own a lot of it started several years ago when uh ethan van skyver the artist uh when he um became unemployable because of his political views right because he is pretty republican (laughs) and so So, he got labeled all of these different things uh and And he just started right now making his own yes yeah he went back to uh cyber frog which is a comic that which i actually remember from the 90s uh which he actually did back in the 90s um as an independent comic uh before he got on at at dc and um and so he just started doing uh cyber frog again and has raised millions of dollars for cyber frog and then when you add everyone else I think they're in the tens of millions, like sure. as far as the well, money that they've at, raised. Right. Look at look at right now, Substack. Substack. Yeah, it's they. That's right. the well. It's like Substack's the, yeah. a little it, it uh, it's a little weird, but yes, yes, there are a lot of artists right. so, that are right. going to Substack. And you know, I know there's some mainstream people, but there's also people who um, aren't mainstream who write on whatever genre they write on who are making bank and you know and then some are going because nobody wanted them anymore you know they were too controversial with their uh and maybe center right or left ideas but i that's that's what i'm thinking is that what's going to be so interesting over the next year and a half is you can't look away from youtube having four billion uploads and views a day yeah i keep and one of the things i keep trying to do is i keep trying to psych myself up to start doing uh like solo podcasts and yeah. uh putting out yeah. short social I mean, commentary told, videos you know, behind the scenes we won't you know we'll we'll get breaking news on our show when we launch but of the different projects that we're not going to talk about that you know about but mm-hmm. there's no reason right now why just having the conversations of saying Hey, like I said, my idea is I'm from Northern California. You're in Southern California. Our friends are in Indiana and Colorado and in St. Louis and all these different places. Everybody where they live knows what's happening where they live because it's local. And I think that um, all we hear in the kind of what we call the mainstream is uh, national news that is different than what the lives we live, but people are gonna are craving um, just, and I'm not saying it's normalcy, but it's like, uh, all the different, whether it's, it's the comics and, and people, as you can, just as you explained, people are willing to pay for it. Is that, yeah. uh, you know, why, why pay it's, for the uh, shenanigans instead of, I can get it right here with somebody who, you know, like one of my favorite artists or more and more artists, because, because what's just, I was just thinking about this. Um, well, this morning yeah, right now, one of it. Ethan's campaigns, right. he's he's at like 400 something thousand dollars, uh, right. for uh, action figures, like he's made action figures for his comic book, uh, Cyber Frog, which is amazing for an independent, right? Like, hate on but, them all you want. What he's doing and what they're doing is is amazing like it's really cool to see and the thing is like because i look am looking on 
you know, for just random content like this sure. about subjects that I like, which is behind, sure. you know, behind the scenes of entertainment, right, right. whether it's Hollywood, music, comics, mm-hmm. um, there's no one doing that on the left. Yeah. Like there's no movement, like there, there's no group of uh, independent artists that are all gathering together to promote each other's work and, and to talk about it. it like there's no, there's no community. Hmm. Uh, that that large, uh, and, which is yeah, and which like because really if you're because yeah. I'm like ah, that'd be nice if there was an alternative. So it's not like I don't, I have no problem with them, you know. Like they don't, their political views don't bother me. I don't care. Like I, I right. think they're funny. I'm not offended by anything. I'm very anti. Um, I'm very anti. Uh, I'm very pro speech. <laughs> I'm pro free speech. Right. But that's the best way well, to say it. That, and that part, and yes, and the other thing, sorry for interrupting, but the other thing is that how many, you know, think of all the friends and people that you have in your life that I don't agree with everything everybody does yeah. and says. But it's Nobody agrees with blessed. anything I say. Right. So it's like, right. Everybody so thinks there, I'm right, crazy. Right. Right. <laughs> well, or, or just talk about it. Go, I don't care how people vote in California. Um, I, I don't agree with either right. side. So my right. opinion is so, fuck both of y'all. Like, cause <laughs> I, like I disagree with both of you. So, but, but my thing about that is, is that to go, but I can totally see both sides. I can see one saying, why would you recall this and spend all this money, you know, two years prior or a year and a half. The other side is that, but I can totally see because my experience is something's gone too. Yeah. It's tilting too far in the wrong direction. We, we shouldn't in the last 20 years, and I'm not saying it's all under Newsom, but he does carry the banner for the Democrats, and um, that a governor could say to different cities and counties and, you know, you know whatever, to cities and counties, that's not cool. You had to bring it because, back to Newsom. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, I'm, no, my point is that, that that is what I could talk on, but I... But if someone said, I, believe me, very people very close to me are, it's ridiculous and they're so pro-Democrat, it doesn't matter who the name is. And we just don't have the conversations. But to say, but to have someone in my life to go, oh, I can't be friends with you anymore, Rita, because you're friends with this person who has views I don't agree with. That to me, that is on the scale from weird to crazy person. Yeah, I'm pro all I care. I'm pro independent creator. So that's all I care about is if you are the type of person that supports small businesses and local things, independent artists, (gasps) if you like are the type of person are the type of person that supports those type of things, then I don't really care what you feel, how you feel politically. Like, because that's what I care about is is uh, on a on a smaller scale, like. Uh, and and so yeah it's uh and speaking of artists uh sam tripoli released a special uh like this week it's really good it's uh hashtag no lives matter speaking of pro free speech i I got a a little thing on youtube a little commercial on that on the uh it's it's really funny uh actually i watched it twice the uh well, I'm it not surprised was, because you're his number well, one fan. It was originally released on samtripoli.com. And so okay. I was like, oh, cool. Like, because he was saying that he wasn't going to release it on YouTube. And then it just got released on YouTube today. 
And so I was like, oh, cool. I'll give him a view. Like, I'll, oh, I'll, you, I'll, you know. Just, and it's just as funny the second time around. Yeah. Oh, it was actually, some of it was a little funnier. The, uh, his, his little, uh, his airplane bit is, is pretty funny. I, Don't tell me. I, I will watch it. I just, I was just a little, uh, you know, those little 12 second commercials on YouTube. It yeah. Was okay, cool. The show. So, it's, it's, so yeah, if you like his, uh, his type of, comedy and unusual slant at viewing uh, the world <laughs> if i was super duper famous ryan and i could pull anybody in the world to talk to i would get you on his show i promise you that because i know how much you love him yes and all his 14 shows him so and you're his, welcome uh, in thanks thank you the, but yes uh, okay before we go because i know we're up to an hour i'm sure how's how are we are in time uh we just hit it oh, good okay Support local businesses, support artists, and I'm going to tie it up in a bow and not talk about California, but tie it up in a bow with just the industry. Of, yeah. Um, I, my music will be on Spotify soon. Uh, I just, uh, I finally paid my, uh, the, uh, you have to pay money to get your music on all those that that stuff. And so uh, Yay, Ryan. I finally put all of my old music up on uh uh, uh, it'll be on apple on itunes spotify pandora so uh, as soon as that goes live uh if it goes live before the video posts i'll put the link in the description for that because i will have new music soon so i need to uh so i'm gonna start pushing out uh some of the old stuff a little well, more that's really great ryan and i'm not i'm gonna only gently do a passive promotion for something I'm not going to tell you, but I, but I will tell you that it's going to start launching. The campaign is going to launch at the beginning of October. Okay, cool. So, so I know it's not as impressive as launching an album and paying to get it up and, and hearing things. Well, you also couldn't give it, can't give any information. And I can't know. And, and you seem to, feel you just have happy. something you're doing something in, in October. I uh no the yeah the uh you're you're more vague. I I have specific details. Yes, so new music coming soon. New music coming and soon and check yes. out my old music because that will help. Okay, uh, so the close of this is just gonna be promoting you. Yes. And uh and what I can't talk I about. I want to move per, I want to move out of California, so uh I need all the uh, Ryan's looking for roommates. The, oh no, no you I want to move. Oh, you need, why, you need to why do, Oh that's what I thought you were telling me. What grown man what grown man wants a roommate? <laughs> I need money to move. All right. <laughs> I need Let's, extra money to move. <laughs> so maybe we should add a Patreon and a GoFundMe for Ryan's yeah. move. <clears throat> that uh or yeah. I mean or we can uh help set up some uh some Indiegogos like I'll uh for for, for uh projects, get those funded. Okay. Well, but that you got to have fans first. So that <laughs> Shall we say good night, Ryan? Good night, Ryan. Good night, Ryan. <laughs> Bye everybody. Thank you Bye. for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. Until next time. Bye.